This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Buying your first home can be very exciting, but the whole experience can be extremely daunting at the same time. From finding the right location to suit your needs, to deciding whether to build or buy an established property, there are many important decisions to be made. The demand for residential properties has swelled amid the government incentives for home buyers and record low interest rates, driving up prices and competition amongst buyers. Kevin Davis is an emeritus professor of finance from the University of Melbourne. He explains the unprecedented demand for properties despite record high prices. Once houses price, house prices start to go up, uh, then people think, oh, gee, I've got to get in. Uh, FOMO, as it's called, fear of missing out. Uh, and once people start to get that feeling that house prices are going up and people believe wrongly that once they're going up, they'll always go up, uh, they've got to get in. The federal government's home builder grant scheme and a record low interest rate are believed to be big contributors to the renewed interest in the housing market after an initial drop in property prices during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's easy to overlook some serious problems with the properties when one is caught up in the race to secure their dream home. Some established homes can have issues such as structural damage, rusted fittings and bad insulation. Some older properties may even contain asbestos material. But engaging a building inspector before finalising a property can uncover defects that otherwise may not be immediately noticed. Miles Clark is a Melbourne-based registered building inspector. He says licensed and experienced professionals in the industry know what to look out for, both on the inside and the outside of a build. Usually areas of key concern are the wet areas, so areas such as your bathrooms, uh, laundries, etc. The reason being is because these areas in particular, if there are sort of minor defects present, they can really lead to sort of further ongoing issues uh, because water is probably the number one key contributor to most damages, uh, damage on properties. It can be tricky to know when to engage a building inspector before purchasing a property, especially if you're still undecided about the purchase. Miles Clark says the sooner you do it, the better it is. Getting a building inspector on board prior is would be best case scenario. It is an investment. You're looking at an average cost of sort of, let's say, $600 for a building and timber pest inspection on a full property by a registered you know, building practitioner and licensed pest controller. Numerous other factors need to be considered before buying a new home. It's crucial to do your research and find out about upcoming developments in the area and how they might impact your property. Your research will help you understand what the suburb will look like in the future. You will also need to know if your property is in a high-risk area that might be prone to floods or bushfires. For most people, engaging a conveyancer is an essential step while buying a property. A conveyancer gives you advice on key things and does the legal paperwork throughout the property purchase process. Jordan Lamb, founder of WealthSource Conveyancing, has been in the industry for over 10 years. She says sometimes buyers are unsure about when it's right to engage a conveyancer. So we, we sometimes get asked, you know, people have asked us before, can I do my own conveyancing? Um, I, I want to save a bit of money. Do I have to engage a lawyer or a conveyancer? And the, the answer is yes, you could technically, there's no rule that says you can't do it yourself. Um, I guess the challenge there, though, is 
are you familiar with, with the process such that you know what you need to do? Ms Lamb says it's best to engage a conveyancer early before signing a contract or putting in an initial offer. What purchasers often don't realise is you, when you go and see that dream property and you fall in love with it without doing all the detailed digging about the condition, you, you, you immediately start negotiating the price with the agent. And then before you know it, you've, you've made an offer and then after you've made the offer and signed something, then you go to your conveyancer and you engage someone. Now, oftentimes that, that's already too late because that's actually when you've committed to buying the property in the condition it's already in. Some people may be unsure about whether they should purchase an investment property and take the benefit of negative gearing and capital growth or buy their first home to live in. Melbourne University professor Kevin Davis says both of these options have different tax benefits as well as risks. The danger is that uh, first of all, uh, house prices don't always go up uh, and the particular house that uh, one buys as an investment property and rents out may not go up as much because we know rental properties don't tend to get looked after by the, the tenants as well as uh, properties are owned by, by people, who, uh, who, people living in them who own them. Um, and, uh, and, and secondly, you've got to keep making the payments. So if someone suddenly loses their job, uh, it's a long-term commitment. And if one is forced to sell uh, under pressure, then, of course, that becomes a, a problem. Professor Davis says buying your first home to live in might turn out to be the most tax-effective investment when you sell it years later. When you eventually sell a house you've been living in, there's no capital gains tax. So if, for example, you bought a house for $600,000 uh, and we're living in it and the price went up to a million dollars, then that would be a gain of $400,000 and there would be no tax associated with that, that profit that you made on, on selling the house. Whether you should buy an established home or build one would depend on your financial and other circumstances. But conveyancer Jordan Lamb advises paying close attention to the contract and points out that the sunset clause in off-the-plan properties can be particularly tricky. So even though the agent, they often will say to you, oh, you know, this property is going to be finished in a couple of years from now, that sunset clause in the contract usually allows the developer often up to five, maybe even more years to actually complete the property. Then there's the obvious one where because you haven't seen the built property, come completion time, you see it and it's actually not quite what you thought it would be. What, again, the off-the-plan contract often allows for is a level of actual deviation from what you might see in the display home or what they originally tell you in the details of the contract. First home buyers may be eligible for the first home owner's grant and stamp duty concessions, depending on the state or territory the property is located in. The grant and stamp duty concessions may be subject to the maximum value of the property. For example, Victorians can receive a $10,000 grant for building or buying their first home valued up to $750,000. Those buying their first home in regional Victoria can get $20,000 in a first homeowner grant. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more settlement guide stories, visit sbs.com.au/radio.